Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who haven't heard any of these episodes before, I will recap. So as you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you have heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kimmy episodes. Well, I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching with them. And it's just so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved in various ways, by the way, and often how they do find love. And sometimes it's just finding even the love within. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. And whether that is on a podcast or Working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too. And really, it all starts with a call. So today I am bringing a special guy who I met during a dating workshop, actually. I was hosting at a wonderful social event organization called Events and Adventures, which is amazing, by the way, you got to check them out. And he started listening to my podcast after that and decided to hop on a free private call I offer. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you don't know that you can do this. You can sign up for a, you know, a private call with me. Just use the link you see in the show notes to do that. Anyway, he had shared on our call that he had divorced, it was about two years prior to our call, from an ex who was a narcissist, and he had dealt with that for a long time, and he was working on also his social confidence and getting back out there. And he definitely was a relationship person, like through and through, he still is, by the way, but Um, He had just very little to no dating experience. He only had three relationships under his belt and he was feeling kind of lost to know just how to date without being attached and really learning how to date himself, to be honest. In addition, just that lack of experience, he needed some help with his style and he had some big clothes we had to get rid of. He had some challenges also around initiation with women in a flirty way. You know, he was social and friendly, but when it came to upping his game, that's where it was daunting for him. And he definitely did not flirt. So unfortunately he would get friend zoned a lot. And he decided to join my co-ed dating retreat called Dating Reimagine that included virtual classes and a three-day live retreat so that he could learn how to date and do a style makeover with new pictures and increase his sexy confidence overall. And as we worked together in the program, he realized also how much of the power he was giving away of himself and that he tended to be this kind of over caretaker. So he didn't know how to really let women earn him. He was just always providing for them constantly. And his people-pleasing tendencies made it difficult to ask for what he needed and attract a reciprocal kind of relationship and partnership. 
And after learning some fundamental dating and flirting skills through the practice in the group, gaining a sexy style, which allowed him to be more confident, to go online and do more social events and learning to be more vulnerable and share his needs, his confidence soared. In fact, if you go onto my socials, there's a little clip of him and another client that I took to Vegas where he is looking fly and he had just had a lady ask him <laughs> about his style. So it definitely, something is working. He is now approaching more women. And he even texted me recently that he uh, just encountered one hot off the press. So um, I will let him tell you the rest anyway. Welcome, Jim. Jim, are you there? Hey, Camille. I'm here. How are you? <laughs> I am good. You know, I was telling you, off air about that. It was so fun to reflect back on that time. Like, do you remember that guy? Yeah, but I don't remember all those things. You were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, a little taken aback, but at the same time, I don't think you're wrong on quite a, uh, quite a bit of that. So yeah, well, I mean, and again, it's like, don't shoot the messenger. Like these were all in my notes <laughs> and, but it's just a true testament to like, sometimes you almost forget that person that you were when you've come so far and you, and that's why I wanted to have you on because you really have come so far, Jim, and you're just not that guy anymore. You know, like you were always a social person, but I think, you know, like as you were kind of leaning into your sexy confidence, um, you, you know, it's just different. So anyway, I'd love for you to share <laughs> more about you. I, you know, I, I did a recap, but just maybe share, what your life was like before, you know, we had that first call and, and the struggles that you had. Yeah, sure. No, I was actually in a place where, frankly, I was a little depressed. I had no idea where I wanted to go for or how I wanted to go forward um, with dating or just being my own self again, because it was really about the time that I uh, moved out into my own place for the first time in two years after my divorce. Um, and so definitely wasn't sure where I wanted to go in the environment I was in, um, talk with anybody. And uh, yeah, and that was part of the reason why I joined Events and Adventures. And I saw the, what was a dating workshop or how to flirt workshop, mm -hmm. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that one meeting kind of threw me because mm. I noticed no one else was on camera. And also the only way people wanted to communicate in that mean was through the chat. And I was the only one that unmuted on a regular basis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I remember that. <laughs> um, which that told me right there that I was different from all that group because I was willing to put myself out there. And that was something that the reason I went to that event was because I wanted to make that change. I was tired of where I was. I needed to start moving forward. And that was one of the instigators to push that button forward. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And, and I think what you just said is a really crucial point is that it's hard to shift and change without really being aware and seeing yourself and willingness to do the work. And, and that's what I admire. And it's funny because out of all the people in that workshop, I remembered you the most because of that, because you were just so in it, like you were so ready to like 
look at yourself, make those changes. And, and I, and, and I believe that's why you are where you are today. So yeah. Well, tell, like, kind of walk us through what life was like, even like with women though, you know, cause I, I remember like you weren't really dating. Oh, and I'm still not really dating. I mm-hmm. will go out on a day or two here and there, just see what happens. But, um, it's part of it was, I didn't have a desire to date. Part of it was yeah. I didn't really know where to go f- and begin to start dating after being in a, a relationship that I was in and not really trusting that I would not fall back into that type of situation. Um, but one of the things I have found since then, or wait, you were asking, sorry, repeat the question. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, you're all good. And, and it is an honest answer about like just where you were with dating and women, you know, yeah. and because again, like we're talking about a different success story here. And I think it's important to, you know, relate to that. But I think just even like approaching women, you know, and I remember you're really big on karaoke, <laughs> right? <laughs> let's, talk, let's call that out. And you were going to the, I wasn't even going to mention it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm mentioning it because you're, you're very talented. Um, and, But, you know, I think that was kind of like your, your social life, but also like just, feeling kind of daunted with, you know, what to do with women even there. Like you didn't even realize there were women interested in you. I remember that conversation. Yes, that that is true. Um, However, there are certain karaoke bars I will go to. I will not even try to pick up any of them because it's such a small field. And in terms of, it's almost like a family. Everyone knows what everyone's doing. So that's why I always try to go different places and, Part of going to different places also means that you have to start talking to different people, mm-hmm. whether that's sitting at the bar and talking with a bartender, which then will turn into talking with someone next to you because the bartender says something to them or they say something to the bartender and makes an easy segue into a conversation. Um, yeah, uh, something that I didn't do a whole heck of a lot before working with you. Yeah. And even that is is just like a huge step, you know, and when you were talking about the depression that you were before, like, you want to talk a little bit about how that also was impacting you, like just with even your desire to get back out there. Yeah, no, I mean, when you, when you're in the state of depression, you don't want to go out, you, you just kind of want to sit home and either do nothing, sit there, play video games, uh, drink. But mm-hmm. uh, eventually, working with you, I said, I mean, I, I think I was already on the edge of saying no more to that anyway, but working with you kind of pushed it over the edge uh, where I stopped sitting at home. I started going out more, trying different things, joining a gym and doing some other things that you recommended, which I don't know if we want to save for later. But, <laughs> oh, no, go for it. Go for it. Well, no. So uh, after I finished the last class with you, uh, I had a improv class that you had suggested I should try. Mm-hmm. And that ended not two weeks ago. And even now, after we are done with that class, I still am part of a group text message of every one of those people reaching out. Hey, what's going on? Are we doing this tonight? Do you want to do this tonight? So 
it created a brand new group of people that I did not have access to prior to that. Mm. And it's having that access to those different resources, social groups, whatever, push you to not stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Which alleviates some of that depression. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, those kind of tangible things like, you know, joining the group and getting out and, and all that, like it's the action piece of that too. That really, I think also, you know, helped you even with just that social confidence. Um, But I also remember the big clothes. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can we talk you about know, that I still, have, I still have a pile of those ready to go into uh, a, a whole new pile i should say ready to go to uh salvation army or someplace else so yeah <laughs> like do you remember just like how you viewed yourself before we did our makeover well the funny thing was when i talked to people then they thought i had decent mm-hmm. uh style and then I took those pictures. I was like, no, that doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> they were, I think, being nice. Well, no, you know, people don't know what they don't know. But what I do know and remember is that once you did start buying some of those clothes, people definitely noticed you in a different way. <laughs> well, I definitely remember going to the first retreat with you. <laughs> and my flight being delayed and I was sitting in the airport dressed up the way I was dressed. Yes. And you and your assistant both asked me, did you really wear that on the flight? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you looked hot. He had you listening. He had this like leather jacket on and you were just looking so like sexy and handsome. Like, and didn't you feel different when you were in those clothes? Oh Yeah. Uh, and I still feel different whenever I wear those clothes. So mm-hmm. I now have a whole host of additional clothing that kind of match that same theme, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a shock to the wall when that happens. But at the same time, it makes you feel so good. <laughs> Definitely. Well, and when you get that feedback from other people, again, that just like works with the inner confidence too, you know, going out there. And what I noticed too, is your body language even shifted too. like, I just, the way you walk, you're standing a little taller. Like it just, it interacts with just the signals that you send to other people and how you feel in your body. Yeah. And to that point, um, there's a guy, at one of the main karaoke bars I go to regularly who one night in the last two or three months said to me directly, he's like, you know, you're probably one of the coolest cats in this entire bar and you worked for it though. Because oh. he has seen how much I changed over the last year with my styling and how I approach things and everything else. And so he said, I'm using you as a reference to adjust my style. Oh, Jim, that's, you never told me that before. That's awesome. <laughs> I had to say some things. Yeah. <laughs> And now everyone gets to enjoy it. You hear right here on the podcast. Yeah, no, that, and that, what a beautiful testament to just how you're coming across to people too. Um, I want to talk a little bit about just the, the people pleasing thing. Cause remember that was something also that, you know, you've been working on and it's always like a constant journey with that, you know, and there are a lot of listeners who, who struggle with that because inherently you are 
such a beautiful soul. You are a caretaker, but it was also kind of backfiring on you. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, as you mentioned, I guess, uh, in the precursor of the preamble, um, definitely got friend zone on a regular basis. And uh, I still do in some cases, but at the same time, it's those people that friend zone me, I kind of want them to friend zone me anymore. Um, I have tried my best to take full steps away from that situation where I am that caretaker. I mean, I grew up taking care of my mom on a regular basis because of uh position she was in. And so it was something that carried over into my adult relationships, which, as you mentioned, kind of puts you in that friend zone because you don't flirt, you don't try to get to know people on a deeper level. And in my case, I also have these walls or had these walls still have them mm -hmm. uh, that kind of put a little barrier between myself and some others sometimes, which can turn people off from any flirtation aspect. Mm -hmm. So getting to know the idea of showing vulnerability and actually showing emotions and everything else was a foreign concept to me <laughs> mm -hmm. before working with you. Um, and I have a feeling I'll be working on that pretty much my entire life. Just keep breaking those barriers down that I had. And, but at the same time, my friendships have definitely become much more rich because of it. Mm. And I actually told a couple of my friends that I hang out with regularly very recently, um, that, for the longest time, I used to say I only had two or three real friends and very many acquaintances. And I've come to realize just how fake that or how false that statement was. Y'all are friends. To which wow. I got very emotional responses back. So. Mm. Oh, my gosh, Jim, that is so awesome. I'm really glad you, first of all, tapped into that because I was going to kind of ask you more about the vulnerability piece. And to me, like of all the things we're talking about, that was something that really I saw you grow with. And like you said, I mean, it's a continued journey, but the level of how you like really pushed yourself, because it was not easy. And I know there you and I had a lot of you know, sessions around that and talks around it. But then when you started implementing it with your friends and even like with people in the group and the dating retreat, just the impact it had. And, and we talk about this all the time, but just when you are more vulnerable, you're more real. And that authenticity is so huge when it comes to like the, the powerful connections and not just with women, but like you said, with friends too. Yeah. And it, Honestly, when you first told me that I wasn't being authentic, I was taken aback because mm -hmm. uh, I had been told in the past by some others that I was one of the more real people they had met. And so I had to re-examine <laughs> that. And I was just like, really? <laughs> I remember that conversation. <laughs> like, I, I, it was so clear. To, I know. And you know, well, that's how I roll, right? Like I, I call <laughs> it like I see it. I don't show no, you things, but you know, it's only in a way to 
to give you that support because the thing is, is you were really good at selling that you're real, you know, which is different than being real. And I think yeah. that that was kind of the difference because if, if people didn't really like see that you were fooling a lot of people and not fooling, you know what I mean? It's, it was more about like, you knew how to navigate that, you know, and what people wanted to see. That's part of the people pleasing, by the way. Right. Like I, I yeah. talk about the shape shifting where you like shape shift into what others want to see of you. And I think that's the trap that you were falling into. And now you're really leaning into, Hey, wait a second. This is how I really feel. This is what I want. And I'm going to share that. Yeah. Um, there were two instances with you that uh, really stand out actually for me. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them was when we did a virtual class and I was relatively sick still. I was kind of to a point where I thought I was healthy enough to be on the call because it was a call, not have to be in person. Um, but also I wanted to be there. And you and three or four people in the class said that I was feeling as authentic as you probably have ever seen me at that point. Um, okay. To which I was kind of flummoxed. I was like, what? <laughs> um, and then the second moment was when we were at the last retreat and one of the people in that class uh, who I felt was very similar to myself for the first time I met her in person mm -hmm. uh, said to me at the end when we were doing one of the activities to uh, express how we all uh, felt about each other. She said something along the lines of, I came down from my ivory tower so uh, that everyone could get to know me. And that hit hard. Because <laughs> mm. um, that told me that it was very obvious to at least the group just how much I was keeping people at arm's length in that up to that first class, at least. Oh, my God. I, yes, I do remember that. And then it, it is such a power, like the power of the group is also what I think is so like essential. And I think for every human being, you know, cause it's like one thing, if one person says it, it's another, when you're hearing it from different people with support and love. And, but what I love about you is that you took it in and you didn't punt it. Like you didn't like get defensive with it. It hurt a little bit and you like, you know, like it opened up some things, but you really looked at it, you know, and, and you're doing something about it. And so, yeah, yeah, that, the, that was very, I, and also I remember those incidences. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, what something. I was going to say is um, I, I like through the journey with everything, I mean, you've grown so much, but what would you say, like, where are you at now? you know, in terms of how you feel, how you dress, like with all the things that we're talking about? Um, so I recently have not been dressing to the nines like uh, I'm sure you would have loved to have seen. But, uh, <laughs> That's why we're not on camera. No, I'm just kidding. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I, when I do wear the clothing uh, style, however you want to word it, I definitely get a different response. Um, 
I do still tend to jump back a little bit to some of the clothing that I used to wear because it's comfortable sometimes. And um, some of the places I do go to, they when they look at you and you're all dressed up, they're like, you're in the wrong place, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it it definitely does create a, a different type of confidence for sure when you're in those clothes and you are very comfortable in how you're looking and how you're feeling. Um, to your point, during the first uh, group uh, in-person class that we did, I remember there was one time when all the guys had to walk out of the room to go to the salsa lesson and all the women had to watch the guys walk out. And I know I had a strut and I, I heard, I believe you said outright, whoa, where'd that strut come from? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of humorous when you think that you're pretty comfortable in your skin and then you put on a different set of clothing and you have a whole different feel to it. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely what I have done. Um, when I put on those clothes, uh, I'm still dying to wear one of the articles that I got last time with you, but it just hasn't been the right weather for it. <laughs> no, I was going to say, just give it a month. You'll, you'll, you'll be there. What about the other areas of your life? Like now that, you know, you're learning to be more open and, you know, you're, you're more social, you're taking more classes, you're traveling, you know, you're, I, I just, I feel like you're putting yourself out there more. Do you feel more confident overall? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and part of that also is getting back into the gym, which mm-hmm. uh, is kind of funny because when I mentioned to some of my friends where I'm, which gym I'm going to or what type of gym I'm going to, uh, I heard one person say they'd gone to that gym for that type of gym for two years and no one knew their name. And I haven't even been to that gym for what, four months because I started going to May and it's September now. And within two months, all the staff knew me and half the people I work out with know me. Yay. And I remember I kicked your butt on that call. I'm like, you have to go to the gym. <laughs> and we, we laid out a plan, you know, like we all need that accountability, right? Um, yeah. It, so what would you say your major takeaways were like working together and being in my programs and how has that impacted your life? So one of the major takeaways or two of the major takeaways. One would definitely be the uh, the confidence by style uh, would be the way I would term it. I know you you term it a different way. The I think it's the uh, shoot the clothing confidence. No, that's not what it is. But um, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> costume confidence. Sometimes I call it. Yeah. We'll go with that. But <laughs> the other the other piece was definitely the breaking into the emotional aspect of it yeah um and to that that's what uh, that's one of the, what i was sharing earlier where i outright said to my friends that i hang out with almost on a weekly basis if not a weekly basis they are friends mm. um we may not always hang out we may not always be able to message each other but there's one of our friends who's not been able to join us for the last two or three months and we're always talking when can that person rejoin us so it'd be a great time when they can Mm-hmm. Um, and I have made sure I've been trying to use those 
emotional words of I'm happy. This is like, um, just, I still have trouble with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you're catching yourself too, which is kind of cool. Like when you don't do it and you're really like, you know, sometimes you'll correct it. Yeah. 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 And uh, like to the point of this woman that I met this past weekend that you brought up at the start of the show. Um, I yes, wasn't going to go us. to that. Oh boy. <laughs> but I wasn't actually even going to go out to that bar that night, but I found out the day before or the two days before from my sister who happened to go to that same bar a week before all the bartenders asked where I was and how much they missed me because I hadn't been there for a couple of weeks and it's only been two weeks. <laughs> wow! So I felt like I needed to go back there just to say, Hey, and everything else. And, um, originally we weren't going to go there that night, but some of my friends said, well, this place that we're at is going to, is kind of lame. So let's go back to our normal haunt essentially. And I go there and I see one of my friends and she's talking with this woman at the bar and I go join my friends at a table in the singing area. Both my friend that was at the bar with this woman and the woman that she was talking to went up and sang some karaoke as well. And eventually the friend came over, joined our table. She came over to kind of hang around with our group because uh, I don't think she just didn't want to sit at the bar anymore by herself. So all of a sudden conversation started up between her and I and came to find out she lives where I'm going to be in two weeks. And we made plans for one of those days when I'm out there to meet up. So all of a sudden, where'd that come from? <laughs> it came from you. And what a like great, and I love that that happened right before we hopped on this podcast, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> you know, it's all kind of working and it's going to keep going, Jim. Like, that's just like a small example of the bigger picture of what's going to keep happening to you as you like continue on this journey. And I just have, cause you're so motivational and in the way also too, and I was telling you this off air, just, I think for men in particular, a lot of times men feel that they're alone in this stuff. Like there's a lot of women who talk about it, but like, I just really appreciate you sharing that. Cause I'm sure a lot of men you listening are relating to this. And what would you say, I guess, to someone who wants to shift and change in these areas of their life, but they're like scared to bite the bullet or they have too much pride, you know, that kind of thing. Like, what, what do you, what would you say to them to help them? It's very easy to stay comfortable. Mm. Uh, in one of the books that you had suggested, I read, I believe uh, there was something along the lines of nothing grows where you're comfortable. Yeah. And as a result, there's no reason to keep pushing forward, but the problem with not pushing forward, not growing is you kind of internally die a little bit where you just don't feel like you're part of the world anymore. Um, some people have that calling of I'm, I'm done with the situation. I need to grow. I need to move forward. I need to just change. Some people never get that. Mm -hmm. um 
it's a journey for everyone. It's no one can speak to for sure, 100%. This is the end all be all of how to change or how to make that step to change, in my opinion. It has to come from some place, whether it's external factors of your friends and family pushing you to get out and doing things, which those can be rejected too because they're friends and family and sometimes they're very easy to reject. Mm -hmm. But when it comes from other places, uh, from people you don't necessarily know that well, if they say things to you, you might take a step back and say, is that how I'm viewed? Mm. Um, And similar to what we were talking about earlier with the uh, two trips that we've been part of together at this point, where while we were in these classes with these people, it's one thing to be in a virtual class and it's another thing to be in person with them. Yeah. And people get to know you better or they don't get to know you better and they will let you know. (laughs) (laughs) As they have and they will. Yeah. I know there's nothing like the real thing. And, um, Jim, thank you. Like, thanks for just coming on here and sharing your story and your message. And I, I, I'm just so excited to, to keep seeing you. And you know, I always say this is never goodbye, right? It's always like keep in touch. And I know that we will be doing that. So, thank you. Thank you, Kimmy. And I cannot say how much I do appreciate everything that you have done for me and with me, all the time and effort you put forward. Oh my gosh. It was so my pleasure. And yeah, again, like people who do the work, especially like when you're wanting that change, like you said, you know, when you have that deep desire, that's what excites me too, because just watching you grow. And then one day you'll listen to this podcast maybe months from now and say, Oh, Oh my God, I was like that, you know, like it's fun to also like just take inventory with that. So yeah, you're special to me too, Jim. So thank you. And thanks for joining me today. Those of you who are listening to this, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and feel more confident. And if that is something that you desire, like Jim was saying, then hop on a private call with me to talk about ways that I can possibly help. And if you are interested in my next co-ed dating retreat that we've been talking about, it is happening again now, this fall. I am um, actually half full already. So if you're listening to this, you really want in, definitely click the link that you see in the show description to sign up for a call with me, or you can go to askkimmy.com, askkimmy.com, and you can get a note to me there and tell me you are interested in learning more. Who knows? This could be the start of something completely different in your life, and you might be the next success story on my podcast after our first call together. So remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. 